Hi, this is Lori Richards, and welcome to the Construction Leader Podcast. If you are a leader in construction, you're in the right place. If you want to be a leader in construction, whether in the office or in the field, you're in the right place. This podcast is dedicated to helping people become stronger leaders and more successful in the construction industry, specifically in the construction industry. I'm Lori Richards, and some of you may be familiar with me for coming into your organizations and helping you solve communication problems, maybe being a part of your association meetings, or maybe helping you win that new piece of business. So welcome to the Construction Leader Podcast. One of the most common questions that I get in a leadership seminar is, how can I be a leader if people won't follow me? Well, the short answer is you can't. (laughs) The basic definition for being a leader is having people who follow you. But sometimes people don't get the messages that you really need them to. So in this episode, we're going to take a look at three reasons that people won't follow you. Three reasons that you are not currently a leader because people don't want to follow you or simply won't follow you. And those three reasons are very simple. The first reason is they don't know or like where you're going. The second is they don't know or like how you're going to get there, your strategies, your methods. And the third is they don't like you. So let's take a look at each of these just a little more carefully. The first one is they don't know or like where you're going. Imagine that you were planning a vacation and you wanted to go to Napa, but the person you're going with wants to go to Texas. And if they don't drink wine, they don't want to go to Napa, it's pretty tough to convince them to follow you along when you're going to Napa and they want to go to Texas. So a big part of this is figuring out how do I share with them where I'm going and what the value is to them? How do you share what those goals are? Research in the Harvard Business Review shows that there's a direct correlation between knowing and understanding that goal and being willing to follow a person to wherever it is they're going. But that means that we have to communicate in such a way that they see the value to them. Think about the meetings that you hold and the conversations that you have. How many times when you're talking about what needs to be done, do you reference the company or do you reference yourself? Because as soon as we reference the company or ourselves, what the person listening hears is that this is great for you and it's great for the company, but they're not hearing that it's great for them. So everything that you communicate with them, you want to make sure that you're communicating it into their perspective, not just yours and not just the businesses. That means when you're starting meetings, you don't start out with what I need you to do because that's all about you. But instead, making sure that you're talking to them about you're going to want to do this so that you can get more done. You're going to want to do this so that your budget is impacted appropriately, so that you can meet the deadlines that you need, so that uh, the customer notices and appreciates what it is that you're trying to do. There are a lot of people who simply don't know where the organization's going. You can walk around and check out their front lobbies, and they've got a nice vision or a nice mission statement that's all typed up, and it's framed, and it's put on the wall. But if you stand in front of a room and you ask your staff to recite that mission or even to encapsulate it, to put it into their own words, can they do it? That's your first way of assessing how you're doing in the area of do they know where you're going? Can they articulate the mission and the vision of your organization? Can they articulate the mission and the vision of their department, of their division, Do they understand what it is that you're trying to accomplish? Do they understand those factors like uh, budget, 
like scope, like deadline, quality, all of those pieces, can they articulate where it is you're trying to go as an organization, as a division, as a department, even on a project? So assess yourself and then ask them to articulate those pieces. The second reason people won't follow you is because they don't like or they don't understand your strategies or your methods. Turn on the television and you will see Congress arguing about everything. Interestingly, they don't a lot of times disagree on where we're going. I suspect that if you asked a congressman, do you want this country to be safe? Do you want the economics of the country to be strong? Do you want people in the country to be taken care of? The answer would be overwhelmingly yes. We want the country to be safe. We want it to be sound. We want it to be economically viable. We want people to be relatively taken care of. The thing is that we can't seem to agree on how to get there. We can't seem to agree on the methods and the strategies for getting there. Should we do it one way? Should we do it another? Now take a look around your office. Is the same thing true in your organization? In your workplace, do people understand why they're getting where they're getting? This happened uh, not long ago. I was teaching a seminar, and this woman was telling me that she got scolded last week for giving a hundred excuse me a hundred dollar discount to a company. And I said, well, was it because you're not authorized to give a $100 discount? Is it because this isn't your position? It wasn't your customer? Maybe you'd already given them a $100 discount. And so this was over and above what it actually cost or, you know, what was the reason? And she said, I have no idea because the week before I had given a $100 discount and it wasn't a problem at all. The fact that she had no idea tells me where the problem is because someone told her yes this time and no the next time but she didn't understand why in this situation it was yes but in this situation it was no so she didn't understand the strategy for making decisions she didn't understand that we make these decisions because it helps this customer or it helps the deadline or it helps the scope or it helps whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish if people don't understand the reason that you're making decisions, they can't make decisions when you're not there. And isn't that really why you want to have a strong leadership? Is because you want your people around you to be trained to make the decisions you would make when you aren't there because you're in a position to make good decisions. But in order to do that, they have to know what is it that's driving your strategies. What is your strategy for getting to where it is we're going? Are we saving money? Are we getting it done quicker? Are we using different people? Are we using more people? Are we using fewer people? What is the strategy to get the job done? And if they don't understand that strategy, they won't get on board with you. So empower them to be able to make those decisions when you're not there. Now that doesn't mean say you can make decisions because that's not empowering. That's dumping. Instead, that means you teach them how to make decisions. You say, in this case, what we need is something that is faster. In this case, we need uh, money is no object, so we need to do it like this. In this case, it's all about budget, so let's do it like this. You're probably already doing this on most of your projects, at least in your own mind, and with people up the ladder, up the organizational ladder. But you want to make sure that you're doing it down the ladder as well. Teach them how to make those decisions. Once they understand that, they're more 
more likely to follow along with your lead. To assess yourself and your team on how you're doing with the methods and strategies and whether or not they understand it, go to each one of your direct reports and ask them to answer this one question. Question is, what are the three most important things that you will do this year that will positively impact this project, this department, or this organization? And then you write down the answers as well. So you go to Bob and, and first you write down, these are the answers that I would have for these are the most important things that Bob will do this quarter in order to impact our organization. And then ask Bob to write down the, down the answer to the same questions. And then compare your answers. What you could very well find is that Bob's writing down Project A and Project B. Meanwhile, you're writing down Project C and Project D. And you wonder why there's a disconnect. You wonder why there may even be conflict. And it's because while you might agree on where you're going, you're not necessarily agreeing on the strategy. The thing is that we are probably communicating our strategies whether we know it or not. And there's a problem with this, and that is this. You may be making decisions based on one thing, but you're saying something else. What I mean by that is this. Maybe you had a parent who was always saying, shut the lights off. We need, don't need to be you know, burning electricity. Electricity costs money. Shut that refrigerator door. We're not heating the outside. What this tells me is that that particular parent is very aware of costs. Maybe this is a parent who says, no, we just don't have the money. No, that costs too much money. This to me says, my parent makes decisions based on cost. That's the clear message that's being sent. And then there's a situation where the cost is no object, that we need to make a decision that's not based on cost. But what I've been trained as a child, maybe, is that my parent makes decisions based on cost. Well, the same thing happens on the job. If we are constantly saying, get it done now, get it done now, get it done now, what people hear is that timing is the most important thing. On the other hand, if what we're hearing is safety, 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 then people are probably putting in their mindset that yes, it's important to get things done quickly, but safety is important as well. If what they're hearing is it costs too much money, it costs too much money, it costs too much money, what they hear is that your strategy is to cut costs. So you want to be very careful how you're communicating those strategies because without knowing it, without realizing it, you may be communicating in such a way that suggests to them that you have a priority that is really not the priority that you want them to have on this particular project. So first, take a look in a full-length mirror for yourself. Ask yourself what kind of language you're using, what the indication is to your staff about what the priorities and the strategies are. And then go to your direct reports and ask them what are the most important things that you will do this quarter or this year and how are you going to accomplish them. Ask yourself what are the most important things that each of your direct reports are going to do in this year for the division, the department, for the organization, and see if they match up. If they don't, it's time for a conversation. This is not a good or bad. It's an opportunity to have dialogue and conversation so that they have a clear understanding of the part they play in the big picture and the strategy that you are asking them to follow along with in terms of getting things done. The third reason that people won't follow you is because they don't like you. <laughs> I'm sorry, but they just sometimes don't. Maybe you are quick to decide and maybe they like to take a little time to analyze. Maybe you are quick to conflict. Maybe they don't like conflict. 
Maybe you are all about the bottom line and maybe they consider people just a little bit more or vice versa. When we don't like someone, we tend not to follow that person. Again, case in point, take a look at the world of politics. I suspect in this last presidential election, you had a candidate. And when your candidate was talking, you were thinking, oh yeah, that's good. Man, this one's good. This is a great idea. But when the other candidate spoke up, you thought to yourself, liar, can't trust anything. Don't believe this candidate. And as soon as we don't like that person, we are less likely to follow them, no matter what they say. They could say the sun rises in the east and we would find a reason to argue with that. Because when we don't like someone, what happens is we don't want to follow them. We don't want to do what they say. This is the whole confirmation bias that you've heard about. It's that concept that once we take a position on anything that is controversial, that what we look for is information that confirms that bias, information that says, yes, I agree with. And anything that we can find that builds our case, we hold on to. But if it doesn't build our case, we poo-poo it. Oh, no, that's not important. Oh, they were off their game. Oh, that's not what they meant. So what? that's just a very human condition. It's something that we do a lot as just as human beings. So one of the things that you want to do to assess yourself is take a good look in the mirror and ask yourself, am I doing some of the confirmation bias? Am I looking for ways to confirm what I'm actually deciding and what I'm actually seeing? But also, what is it that they're seeing about you? If you walked around to a bunch of people who are your direct reports, if I walked around to them and asked them, tell me a little bit about your boss, tell me a little bit about your manager, what are three words that I would hear repeatedly? Think about that for just a minute. If I walked around your workplace as an outsider, as someone that you bring in to do some consulting maybe, and I asked a bunch of people, tell me about your manager, what are three words that I would hear repeatedly? And then ask yourself, if those are the three words you want them to say about you, if they're the three words they mean when they say, for instance, do they say that you are decisive and do they mean that you are quick to decide and solve problems or do they mean that you're opinionated and won't listen? Those are very different things, aren't they? So ask yourself, assess yourself by asking yourself, what would other people say about me? What would my manager say? And if what you're finding is that they're not saying what you want them to, it could be that they are not following you because they simply don't like you. Interestingly, there are a lot of things that you can do to get people to like you. And one is to listen more, to pay attention to what it is that they need. There's a gentleman, his name is Dr. Tony Alessandra, and he talks about what's called the platinum rule. Not the golden rule, but the platinum rule. The golden rule is, of course, that we treat each other the way we'd like to be treated. Unfortunately, in communication, if we follow the golden rule, we could get more conflict than charisma. What I mean by that is that if you are very decisive and another person wants to analyze before they decide, if you treat them the way you like to be treated, which is very decisive, they may find that disrespectful. They may find that that you're not listening to them. And that means that they may not like you very well. Instead, the platinum rule says do unto others as they would like to have done unto, which means maybe give people a little bit more time to process if you are very decisive and they are more analytical. 
and vice versa. If you are more analytical and they are more process, excuse me, and they are more decisive, then what you want to do is you want to try to move toward them. You want to try to be more decisive. Or when they tell you what their decision is, you want to simply ask, how did you come to this decision? So being having that charisma, treating people the way they would like to be treated, understanding how they would define respect, and then treating them accordingly will make all the difference in the world in whether or not that person likes you. Now, folks, this is not encouraged as a, a way of being a chameleon or manipulating people. That's not what this is. This is about respect. This is about demonstrating that you have respect for other people. And you demonstrate that by respecting that other people behave differently, they decide differently, they act differently, and they define respect differently. And when you respect those differences, what you're going to find is that people start respecting you back. And that's how you make followers to your leadership. So let's take one more look at some assessment for yourself in these three areas and some actions that you can take. The first reason we looked at was that people don't understand where you're going or they don't like where you're going. So one of the things you want to do is make sure that they know where you're going. Make sure that they know and understand the value of where it is as an organization you're trying to go. And the action that you can take is start by finding out whether or not people know and understand and can articulate your mission and your vision. And if not, make sure that you're using it on a regular basis. You're talking it up. You're, you're walking the talk. Secondly, people won't follow you if they don't like how you're getting there. There's your strategies, your methods. So one of the things that you can do is take a look and ask yourself, do your direct reports understand those strategies and are they on target with uh, the strategies that they've identified for themselves? For instance, if you ask them, what are the three most important things that you do for the department, the division, the organization? And if you answer the question at the same time, would those answers match up? Are you teaching them um, that you are the decider or are you empowering them by teaching them how to make decisions? And the third reason that people won't follow is because they don't like you. And that's just a matter in many cases of just different personalities. So what that means to you is making sure that you don't just treat people the way you would like to be treated, but you treat them the way they would like to be treated. And that means defining respect the way they define respect and then behaving accordingly. In each of these episodes, you'll get ways to assess your current situation and techniques that you can put to use right now to make a difference in your workplace today. In upcoming episodes, we'll take a deeper dive into figuring out how to communicate where it is you're going, getting people to accept the strategies for how you're going to get there, and as importantly, if not most importantly, how to appreciate you so that they want to follow you. This is Lori Richards for the Construction Leader Podcast. In upcoming episodes, you'll get specific techniques that you can use to solve communication problems, leadership problems. You'll hear interviews from CEOs of construction companies, project managers, business development leaders, even customers and some association leaders, so that you can get the leadership skills that you need in order to grow in your career. And if you found this useful, be sure to go on to your podcast providers and rate us and be sure to reach out to us with any ideas that you have on interesting interviews or maybe some specific questions that you'd like to see addressed here on the podcast. You can find us at constructionleaderpodcast.com. Again, that's constructionleaderpodcast.com. Looking forward to hearing from you.